Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. Today, I have my friend and sister in breathwork and energy healing, Ali Schlenner. Um, We met at the wellness official um, training for integrated energy healing, and I'm really excited to have her on today. Um, So, Ali, do you want to introduce yourself really quickly, kind of who you are, what you do? Sure. I am Allie, Allie Schlenner, Allie Aligns on IG. And I have a lot of quote unquote jobs. I'm a Reiki master, integrative energy healer, facilitating breath work. I also teach yoga. I'm also an intuitive life coach. And that about sums it up. Yeah. So Allie has had a year 2022 has definitely been your year, um, but we want to get a little bit more into what that has looked like for you. Um, Allie has just been an incredible example to me of like really living in flow and also um, navigating trusting the universe and really taking us along with that experience and the way that that can look. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to dig into today. But before that, I want to start with what your spiritual path and journey has looked like. I met you at this training in New York. And just to kind of set the stage for everyone, Allie went to this training and then was traveling indefinitely kind of with the question mark on what destination she was going to she had some like idea of where she was going but um the specifics she was leaving very open to the flow of the universe so I kind of want to talk a little bit about the journey to that place and the journey Mm -hmm. to that decision um of of how you even got to the place where you were really surrendering to that flow yeah so It's a beautiful story. Um, My journey has not been super gentle with me. And that's something I want to preface as well. There has been a lot of like trauma and turbulence in my life. And it's something that I've learned to just navigate with more ease, flow, surrender. So whatever is coming up in my life at this moment, I feel in a way like I've been trained to handle this uh, with more ease, love, flow, and surrender. So I'm extremely grateful for that. And the hardships in life don't quite scare me so much anymore uh, because I've navigated it. And like when you hit rock bottom, uh, the next time isn't so bad because you have these tools in your toolbox of, okay, what did I do last time to get out of this place? So in terms of what brought me to this place that I'm in now, uh, there are three major things that happened in my life, and I'm not even sure that you know about them. Uh, so the first one, and I do want to give a trigger warning in respect to anybody who has experienced these types of traumas in their own life. The first thing that happened uh, was sexual assault. 
when I was a junior in college, I was I was raped. And that was a word that I had a very hard time saying for a very, very, very long time. And it's something that broke my heart. And it was also, it was the death of the feminine within me. And that was something I had to learn how to replenish. It was something that I had to learn how to speak my truth again, even when people didn't value my truth, or even when people were questioning whether I was telling the truth and people weren't believing me or telling me how I should show up in the world. I had to own my truth as a survivor. And that was a journey of many, many years. And the next thing that happened was a physical trauma. When I was living in Mexico in 2016, this is uh, two years later, I experienced paralysis of, and it began on the right side of my body. And it was extremely terrifying. I was laying on the ground. I remember laying on the ground in rural Mexico, praying to God that somebody would find me and just waiting for someone to find me. And the paralysis was progressive. It was a side effect of a medication I had taken um, for a gastrointestinal infection, which was caused by the Zika virus. And it was just this um, string of events that happened for like three weeks. And so I was lying on the ground and I was so totally surrendered. And I remember feeling so scared and Earlier that day, one of the doctors had told me that stress makes it worse. And I felt that within my body. And so in that moment, I just remember breathing and like being in an actual pool of my own tears and just breathing and saying, okay, Allie, you're going to be okay. And then there was just this peace that washed over me. And I don't know how long I was there. It could have been 45 minutes. It could have been two hours or three hours, but a very wonderful older woman found me and they brought me to the hospital later that day. And I, and I ended up being okay, but the doctors like closed me in a a room with the curtains and it was a very busy Mexican hospital in Oaxaca city. And um, the doctors didn't know I spoke Spanish and they kept saying this gringa is going to die and we don't know what's wrong with her. And I couldn't speak because the paralysis started in my mouth um, it was like this contraction contortion of of my muscles, and I remember just thinking, "Oh my gosh, I've been screening my mom's calls because I didn't want to answer because I knew there was something wrong." And so I was like, "I'm just gonna fix it before I answer my mom." And I remember feeling all of these things at once, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die! I didn't answer my mom. I'm here alone. What the hell am I doing? What's going on?" And there were these emotions of fear, and then also peace and overwhelm. And in in a nutshell, that moment, being in the hospital and genuinely thinking I was gonna die, changed my life. As did the moment of complete surrender um, about two hours before that. So that was the death of the masculine, the the right side of my body, this like deep grief where I had to let go of everything that I knew because the way I had lived my life up until that moment was for a resume. It was to be the smartest person in my class. It was to be the hardest worker. It was to be, you know, in all of the honor society and to fight for my GPA and to 
I fought so hard to have a 4.0 GPA and for what? And for medical school and that in that moment, my, my health changed and I realized I couldn't live like that. And my motivations and my internal inspiration um, was replenished in a different way because I wasn't motivated as much by the external factors of resumes and acceptance letters and recognition. I realized, holy shit, I could, I could die and at any moment and how have I been living my life? And that was the start of getting in touch with my body that brought me to yoga that brought me to, um, yeah, spirituality and more of a inclusive understanding of what health is and the energetics of the different parts of our bodies as well. And like, what does paralysis actually mean? What does it feel like? Not just in the body, but in the mind. And that is something that I was experiencing, but I didn't understand until I felt it in my body. And what was the significance of the right side of my body? Okay, that's the masculine. That's the doing. I am doing too damn much and I am not listening. So that brought me to deeper understanding and um, of what health is to me and what wellness means to me. And that opened a can of worms that I could not ever imagine in my life. Like, I thought I was going to be in a white coat being a doctor. You know, I had always envisioned that since I was little, I would be taking care of my grandmother and putting on um, the stethoscope and just making sure everyone's okay and being the one who gave people band-aids. That stuff lit me up. And now I feel like I do that, but in a very, very, very different way. Um, And the third thing that happened was... I got a DUI um, right before, and it was like, I got a DUI, I got rejected from a grad school that I had applied to, and I lost my license uh, for like seven months, and I remember feeling so much shame and overwhelm, and I was like, oh, this would never happen to me, and that's exactly how I felt about the sexual assault. That's exactly how I felt about my physical health. It was always, you know, I'm experiencing these things that you have to, you have to live in order to understand. And that shifted my perspective big time. I had to release judgment from myself. And that brought me to new levels of understanding of others. And I began to humanize myself a little bit more. And that's where the perfectionism just kind of melted away. And I was like, okay, I can... Can I swear on this podcast? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, okay, I can fuck up and I can fuck up over and over and over again and still be deserving. And I realized in that moment because the DUI was connected to a trigger that I had experienced from the sexual assault. And that was that was four years later after I had been sexually assaulted. And then this DUI came from that. I was running away from a situation that triggered me, literally running away. And I ran into my car. I left my phone. I left my jacket in the middle of winter and I drove straight into a tree. And I, yeah, and I was treated like dirt by the cops. Um, They actually 
they actually thought I was addicted to, I was under the influence of, um, of meth because I was having anxiety and I was touching my face so much. And I was in that state where I felt so out of control of my body and out of control of my subconscious. And I was like, oh my gosh, this trauma that I felt like I had done so much work on still lives within me. And my heart broke for myself. I felt so much compassion. And what I had to do from that DUI was go to therapy. Um, That was issued by the court was that I had to go to therapy. And that I began working with the most amazing man who I am currently working with again. And that changed my life as well, because I began to see my power. And from that moment, I quit alcohol, drugs, um, coffee. I was like totally cleansing. And I realized, okay, that when we are in these moments of complete despair or when we're in a quote unquote rock bottom moment, our only job is to take care of ourselves. Our only job is to rise, is to rise. And I did everything within my power to, to learn from that experience. And yeah, and to take responsibility for the healing that still had to be done. And I thought I had done it. And then the universe showed me, girl, still have some work to do. And I said, Oh, fuck, really? (laughs) And um, so yeah, so that happened in 2018. And then I got my yoga teacher certification right after that. That was like, my reward for myself because I couldn't leave the country, Brenna. And you know how much I love to travel. I have been traveling (laughs) for years. I was like, this is some cruel, unusual punishment that I can't leave the country. So, uh, so yeah, as soon as I could leave the country again, as soon as everything was said and done, I got my yoga teacher training in Guatemala. I began to study Reiki. I began to study, um, shamanism and healing and miraculous healing. I'm so fascinated by miraculous healing. There is nothing cooler in my mind than when people can just cure themselves. And I'm like, what? Um, what? People can do that? So yeah, so my faith began to be restored in new ways. And my life changed very drastically. I had been just searching for for to be able to fit in somewhere. And I realized, okay, these aren't my people. This isn't my thing. I it's not. I, and I acknowledge that I have social anxiety. I have social anxiety. And so alcohol, social anxiety for me, no bueno. And I had to accept that. And I, my, yeah, my social circle changed and I accepted that I'm weird and I'm awkward and I can't use alcohol as a coping mechanism. It is not in alignment for me. And I respect that. And I love that. And I love me for that so much. And the things that yeah. So anything I'm going through now, not rock bottom. <laughs> it's I I first want to say thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing those experiences because um I think that rock bottoms can be the best teachers, but I also appreciate that it can take a lot of healing to even be able to talk about those experiences in the way that you just did because like even and I think that like those experiences happening within a pretty relatively short period of time um 
the universe really wanted better for you and <laughs> your path. But I think that like that also is so it can be so challenging to see when you're in the midst of those moments mm-hmm. where it's like this is really scary because I don't feel safe and I feel like I, you know, I don't feel safe in my body. I don't feel safe on this planet, whatever emotions or feelings come forward. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And I also want to share some love with anyone that may be going through that experience or an experience similar to that in real time, because um, you're, you're not alone in that experience, even if it feels like you're alone. And, um, you know, Allie is a representation that there is an other side to those experiences, um, or there can be another side to those experiences. The other thing that, um, really stood out to me in each of those stories is how layered healing is. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I started on my healing journey, um, (laughs) I, I also was kind of shaken awake by, you know, a series of, of rock bottoms and, um, It's interesting how quickly you think initially you're like, "Mm, I'm over it. I'm good. Everything's fine. Like I'm done with that stuff. And then, you know, something happens where you're like, "Mm, okay, there's still some work to be done. (laughs) Um, This trigger is still living in my body or whatever. And, you know, that still happens to me all the time. But I will say that, um, I have different tools now to recognize Mm -hmm. like what, when my triggers are coming forward or like when something recognize what something is. Um, so I really appreciate that as well. And those experiences that you shared, because I think that like those layers of healing and recognizing that like it doesn't necessarily happen overnight and it's okay to you know have these rock bottom experiences you can still be a spiritual person in that you can still be a person that's healing in that um the importance of forgiving yourself and like going through that process of like really holding space for yourself and forgiveness if like you're feeling shame because of an experience that you've gone through it's so important because um yeah like that is like an an integral part of of the healing process of you know experiencing these you know rock bottom or rut experiences and then forgiving yourself and actually opening up space for healing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you f- so much for sharing that. And I, I want to hear, you know, next a little bit about the path from um, 2018 to 2021 when we met. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And one thing I just want to say as well is definitely sending so much love for anyone who may be experiencing these things as well. And 
as I mentioned, there are some things that we really have to live to fully understand. And so to never feel shame about reaching out to people who have gone through what you've gone through. I know for me, it's been extremely life-changing to connect with other survivors. And aside from that, just acknowledging that like with the same idea, the importance of listening to one another and to being willing to hear them, to fully understand their story and to understand that we all have these divine life paths that have brought us to where we are and we are the way we are for a reason and honoring that within ourselves and within one another with a full open heart as well because we can't understand another person's perspective and you know because we haven't lived that so just opening our heart and really listening and also not feeling shame for needing to connect with other people who understand fully with their whole bodies the experiences that you've been through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's so big um on the on the shame piece like I did an episode on this podcast on my experience of being the other woman mm. you talking about your DI or your DUI um, reminds me of that experience in some ways because the result shame was a huge barrier I had to go through I could not believe that I was the type of person that could engage in a relationship like that and I felt dirty and ugly and horrible about that for many more months than I was able I got out of the experience and then there was like a huge long rebuilding period of like my self-worth um but I think you know reaching out to people and realizing that I wasn't alone I wasn't the only one that had had that experience even if it wasn't um it was some people that I reached out to in person but it was also some people that like I just heard their stories online or whatever we have so many resources available to us that really um that really changed the way that I was able to heal myself around that but the other thing is you know yeah that that feeling of I I used to be I I had judged people in the past for making decisions like that. And a lesson that I've learned from the universe, I would say the hard way, is like when you judge someone for something, sometimes the universe will present you an experience that's like, are you sure you wouldn't do that thing (laughs) if you were in the same situation? Are you sure? And, um, you know... So I'm very, and it's a practice, of course, I'm not perfect, but like I try my best not to judge people harshly for what I'm perceiving of their experience because I actually don't know what it's like to live in their body or what it's like to be presented with the choices that they're presented with. And so I have to allow them to be human and they're in their own human experience. Um, and then, you know, to t- touch on what you said about the sexual assault piece, I think that that's so important to find other people within your community that have had that same experience because 
we know from the way that society unfortunately continues to treat survivors of that sort of experience you need to have other people around you that are reassuring you that you're not alone and they understand what your experience is like and how layered and complex it is and so having that support system of a trusted therapist or a group of other individuals or even one other individual that can echo your experience or aspects of your experience um is so important so I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that yeah and it breaks down the identity portion right of like oh I have to be this person xyz we paint this picture of what a sexual assault survivor looks like or what the other woman looks like or whatever it may be and then we're able to come back to our humanity and say okay I'm just a human I'm messy and I can be all of these things And all of these things are not necessarily negative. I don't have to fit myself into a box and I can just be whoever the hell I am in each and every moment and embody these things. And that is the other side, like you said, of allowing the shame to kind of melt away as we share our stories, as we connect with other people, whatever it may be that's empowering to us because we don't owe anyone our stories. And also like, I feel that it's a part of my personal path to share that. And I imagine it's a part of yours as well and a part of our purpose to bring light to these things and to bring humanness and deeper love and acceptance for ourselves and say, okay, I am this, this, and this, and I'm messy as hell, and I love myself, and you can too. And you deserve that, Mm -hmm. and you deserve nothing fucking less than that. Yeah, definitely. Now I'll answer your question. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So from 2018 until like the breathwork training, I traveled for many years. I was backpacking Central and South America and just kind of following my heart. I went on a big trip after after that, and I went to Belize and. I had the best time. It was just super flowy and open. And then after that, it's funny, I ended up in a relationship that was not serving to me. And at first, it presented itself very differently. And this was actually a lesson I had to learn twice in my life. And some lessons are going to be like that. It's going to, the universe is going to say, okay, did you learn this lesson? And you can say, eh. Eh, and I was at the eh, eh, and so it presented me with another opportunity to fully learn it. And now I feel with every cell of my being, I have learned that. And that's where a huge portion of that time went. It was dedicated to this person. It was dedicated to finding myself again because we had a very codependent and um, emotionally abusive relationship that didn't feel good. At first, it felt great. And then as time went on, the red flags presented themselves and I turned my head away. Um, And it's so funny looking back, I was like, how the heck did I do that? I knew I knew better. And we can know better and not do better until we're ready to do better. And that's something I've learned as well, to not judge ourselves for knowing better and choosing differently. Because when we judge ourselves for that, we're never going to make the choices that are most serving to us because lasting change comes from love, not from judgment. And so I had to love myself 
through that experience. And yeah, and it was a long, a long process of deep love and deep understanding and finding joy again and going dancing. I love to dance. Um, I love Latin dance. So I do bachata and salsa. And <laughs> so I was doing that again. And um, yeah, just finding myself and along the, these few years too, I lost some family members that I loved deeply that brought me to embody my spirituality in a new way. So my brother passed away during this time as well. And as I've shared with you, after he passed, I felt safe to fully expand spiritually, to go into the spiritual realms. Like he was holding me and grounding me because I felt fear beforehand. I was afraid to go there. I didn't know what there was. I liked being in my body. I liked feeling safe and secure. And I was scared of opening my third eye and seeing and expanding. And he's there for me now to support me through that. And it feels so beautiful. And my, um, my auntie Sally passed away, my great aunt, and she was living in my parents' house at the time. And she had a slow, a slow passing. And I was able to facilitate conversation um, with her soul. She was no longer speaking uh, with my family. And I was able to walk her to the other side and to, to show her that she was safe to let go. And, and that was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life was just holding her hand, was doing energy healing on her and truly feeling what it felt like to, to be where she was and to express whatever she needed to say to let go. And we did that healing session on, um, a Tuesday night and she passed the next day and she had been holding on for like four months. Um, so yeah. So there have, there have been a lot of deep spiritual awakenings up until this point and something inside of me said, you know, I had never done breath work. I didn't know so much about Milana, but something inside of me said, you go to this change, this training and your life is going to change and you don't need to know the answers. So I quit my job and I went <laughs> and yeah, I had no idea what holotropic breath work was. Um, the only thing I had heard about it is that it makes you trip. And so when she was like the first day when she was like, we're doing holotropic breath work, I was like, we're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how did you find out about her? Um, I had listened to a podcast and I found out about her that way. And I had been following her for a few years and different podcasts and some of the things that she had said, there was one episode that she did on almost 30. I think it's like, we're all healers. And at this point I was yeah. a Reiki master already. And her words were so resonant with me. And I was like, yes, 100%. And as I had been doing my own Reiki sessions, I had noticed they weren't super traditional. And I was being guided to do different things and to incorporate different aspects and really like open people up in new ways. And as I like really dropped into my Reiki practice, I realized that Reiki was the portal. And once I entered that portal, I was meant to do something different. I was meant to do something that was Allie in as a healer, Allie healer, Allie 2.0, Allie, this version of me that was ready to show up in a different way in these sessions. And I didn't, what I was seeking was the permission slip to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I listened to that same episode. I'll link it below um, in the show notes. But that also called me to the training. And weirdly, I had a very – I was working a job that, like, almost – like, it was like I snapped my fingers and it went from feeling – aligned to feeling completely misaligned (laughs) and then as I was getting closer to this training happening I was like if I go to this training and I come back to this job it's gonna feel that doesn't fit now Mm -hmm. it's not gonna fit after this training because I know that I'm gonna be very different and so I quit my job and then went to this training so and I think that there were a lot of people that were kind of in that sort of situation that we met there where they kind of took uh the training was actually a um I don't know it was almost like a portal to like a new aspect of their Mm -hmm. life there were a lot of people that were like in transition periods um and that training was kind of like the uh, beginning of that transition, which was really interesting. But yeah, um, so you went to the training, mm-hmm. and then what happened next? <laughs> <laughs> I went to the training, and then my spiritual sisters and I. I have a group of um, there's like eight of us who meet. We began to meet during the pandemic. We manifested a retreat center in the countryside of Italy. So I facilitated partially. We all um, got together and shared our gifts. But that was the first time that I held space as a breathwork energy healer in a group of, of women. And they're like a really powerful group of women. I mean, women, period, are powerful. And it was so <laughs> beautiful to just witness and to use this skill, this gift. The week after we did the training, I left almost Mm -hmm. immediately for Italy. And after the training in Italy, I gallivanted around Greece, um, a little bit more in Italy. And then I ventured to Turkey randomly. I was having a meltdown in one of my friend's apartments in Florence. I was like, it's the end of the world. I have nowhere to go. I'm broke. What do I do? And something, (laughs) I had a dream and I saw this view of... Um, like up in the hills overlooking the ocean with mountains in the background. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm going. And I, in my mind, I thought it was Portugal. And then I began looking and I was like, Turkey, Turkey is it. And I just knew it in my body. I had been waiting for the full body. Yes. And so I booked my flight that night for the next day and I got my visa and I left for the airport in the morning. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. As soon as I knew, I knew, and I went there. And that month, I began the month in silence. I facilitated a five-day silent retreat for myself. And it was, it changed my life. On day four, I thought I was going to die. I thought it was game over. I was like, not any human can ever feel this many emotions all at once. I thought my body was going to explode from feeling so much. And I was just laying on the couch, looking up at the ceiling, waiting for like the eruption of my being to just, (laughs) to just pass away. And I survived. Of course I survived. And here I am on the other side in day five. It was just so beautiful. All the downloads that were coming through and 
that time in silence was so amazing too, because it reminded me how skilled I am as my own healer. And that, that was what I was doing throughout those five days. I had, I held myself in breath work. I held myself in energy healing. I held myself in meditation. I only allowed myself to write what was coming through as divine downloads so that I didn't have to search for the information again. So anything that came through, I wrote down, but it was just like occasional notes here and there. I wasn't journaling. I wasn't reading. I wasn't intaking any um, information. I didn't leave my apartment except for every morning I would get up before anybody else and go for a, a swim in the ocean. I would just jump in. Boop. I put my invisibility cape on. I was like, nobody talked to me. And it works. I swear to God, I swear. It's absolutely phenomenal when you just set the intention of going out into the world as an invisible being nobody talks to you. And so, <laughs> so that's what I did. I swam in the ocean every day. I danced. I allowed my feminine essence to really expand and to open. And I ate foods that were very bland. I didn't have coffee. I was just very in touch with myself. And that is exactly what I needed. And on day five, it was just as if every this weight of the world had been lifted off of me and I was so in touch with my purpose and what I had to do moving, not what I had to do, what I was able to do moving forward for myself as a being. And it was almost as if I was prescribed this, you know, this prescription of how to move forward with my business. And it told me, the universe told me, God told me that it was time to go on social media, on Instagram. And I said, please no, anything but that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, can we do like YouTube or podcasting? Sounds way more fun. But social media sounds like my worst nightmare. And social media has been my biggest teacher. And I'm so thankful for that. And I've learned so many lessons about authenticity self-judgment, obligation, inspiration, alignment, um, unconditional love through social media since I began this journey in October. And so that was when I, I kind of relaunched my business and I changed my branding colors to colors that felt more in alignment. I got rid of my business Instagram and I incorporated it all into one because I said, Allie's all one. We are integrated. We are so integrated. And I just wanted to show up as that and stop. I felt like when I would get behind my um, reclaimed alignment Instagram, I would have to be a certain version of myself where it was like Allie healer hat. And what I wanted to bring to the people, to everybody, to myself too, was that Allie healer exists within me as does Allie playful as does all of these different versions of me and like this family woman and the nurturer and um yeah and I just I wanted to express all that I am and that felt so resonant to me and it just kind of came out of nowhere um on day five so I said okay we're doing it don't there was some resistance there there was a lot of resistance there I was scared I was overwhelmed I was like oh my gosh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> but now I'm doing it. And I'm so thankful for the lessons that I've learned. And I also feel, yeah, like it's just been my greatest teacher because that which we receive externally is a reflection of what's happening on the inside. And 
just showing up to social media with deeper intention and deeper self-love and coming back to alignment before every single thing that I post. When I have to, when I tell myself, Allie, it's time for you to get back into alignment without posting, we're not posting from a place of pushing. We're posting from a place of love and that energy is felt. And so I'm honoring that and I'm, it's really causing me to honor my energy in new ways and to show up in new ways and authentic and share all my stories and all of these things and accept that when people walk out of my life, it's, it's not me. And that's beautiful. And I support them and I can love people from a distance or up close or whatever it may be. But first and foremost, love myself through this and, and not judge myself for being sad or whatever it may be. It's all good. Um, so yeah. And then I, I love, so the turkey story is just my favorite because it was truly such an amazing uh, manifestation. Like, Allie was at a point, like, looking on, like, Google Earth, like, to look at, like, different places that had, like, she knew it was somewhere with, like, an ocean view. And so she was, like, looking at different, like, beach cities in Europe and elsewhere that were like nearby the region that she was in um and then Turkey was the place and then manifested this like amazing Airbnb that had this like beautiful view uh we're gonna link Allie's Instagram and everything in the show notes but definitely take a look at like scroll back to her turkey days because it was beautiful um and remind me of the name of the city again it was called Kosh Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, beautiful, beautiful, so beautiful. beach town. Um, and the the silent retreat, I mean, I really am wanting to do a silent retreat at some point, but I, I love the way that you structured yours because um, it it wasn't super traditional, like in the way that a lot of times people, like typically for a silent retreat, you're not supposed to like, journal and like Mm -hmm. there are certain like things that are allowed and are not allowed I really love that you created your own container of what is a way of centering back to yourself for you which included dance and which included like documenting documenting divine downloads um, and breath work but also like I mean people I seeing people emerge from like time and silence is like one of the most beautiful things and like I just really enjoyed seeing you emerge after that and then coming on to social media um but I also love just hearing you share more deeply about like the teacher that that has been for Mm -hmm. you and like the process that you have with like sharing and posting on your social media because I think that's super important to highlight that it's coming from a place of like alignment instead of I, I, I find myself and I feel like it's, it does, it's easy to get wrapped up into obligation or, um, even like being like concerned about like, are enough people see like being frantic about like what you're posting or like what, you know, engagement you're getting or reach or like all of that different stuff. Um, and so I really loved hearing you talk more about that. Um, 
now I want to hear about the path after Turkey and really more when you decided to uh, take the trip to the West Coast and what happened (laughs) from that point. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So while I was in Turkey, I received the download of it's time to go to California in November. I had a part of me had already known or believed that I was meant to live in California. I thought, okay, this is my place, you know, no problem. San Diego, I have to go to San Diego. So I said, okay. And this download began actually in March earlier that year where I did a month in Brazil and I was helping out at my friend's retreat center and doing Reiki trainings and just flowing in life on the beach in Brazil. And it was so wonderful. And I first received, okay, you're going to California in November. And I said, okay. And then in Turkey, it was very strong, November, November, November. So the day after Thanksgiving, I came home, I packed up, I moved out of my apartment. Um, I packed up all my stuff and I drove cross country the, the day after Thanksgiving. I got in my car, here we go, driving cross country. And the ride was so easeful. I was like, oh, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I do truly believe every step along the way that I was exactly where I was supposed to be, even when there were hardships or even when it was a little bit trying, uh, you know, a little bit of test, a little bit of resistance from the universe. And so I drove cross country. I arrived and I did a little trip up and down the coast to feel what felt best for me from Santa Barbara to San Diego. So that little four hour span. And I felt in my bones that I was meant to be in San Diego, not any north of San Diego, in San Diego City. And so I moved there. I moved there and I got, I sublet an apartment and the first apartment that I moved into, I sublet for the month of January. Um, And, oh my goodness, it was haunted. It was very, very, very haunted. And I only stayed there for five days. And during those five days, I was doing energy work every day on myself and on the house and just really trying to clear the energy and be in communion with the spirits and try to support them and and talk to them and say, what do you need? How can we work together? How can we make this peaceful and cohesive? Because I was really afraid. And at night, as I shared with you, it was like the energies and entities would come in through the windows and the energy got really heavy, like almost sticky, hard to breathe, um, and just heavy on my chest. Like it was pushing down or kind of suffocating my body. And I began to have the physical manifestation of that, which was experiencing panic attacks. And that's not something I've ever experienced in my life. So and it would only happen when I was in the bathtub. I'd be in the bathtub and I would begin to have panic attacks. And this was a consistent thing that happened from entering the house. And I always felt like there were people watching me from the windows. And I also felt in my body um, that something had happened on the bed. I felt physical sexual violence and physical violence in the bathroom and physical violence right outside of the bedroom. And I saw visions of what had happened to the women. I literally saw somebody dragging a woman by her ankles, um, 
right outside of my window. And I was like, oh, no, 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 That in every night when I would sleep, I would either not be able to sleep or I would be seeing visions of crazy, horrible things. And I would wake up in a pure panic and like sweating. And I received the message that, you know, I could do this. I could spend all of my time and energy trying to clear this house or allowing this house to heal through me. I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. just, I, <laughs> I can just leave. Cause at that time also I'm doing virtual energy healing sessions and um, I just had signed a new client and I'm doing, you know, coaching for my one-to-one program and my new client right. is like, Oh my gosh, Allie, are you going to make it? She was literally worried about me after these past <laughs> few months, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, like crazy things. You're like, I need, I need space to be able to work and me being up all night, like watching visions, like movies and having panic attacks is not providing me with that space. So yeah, exactly. And also I was like, I'm not opening the space to do an energy healing session here. That sounds like it's absolute disaster. So anywho, I stayed there for five days and then I was like, I gotta go. So I started staying at hotels and, um, looking for an apartment and I didn't find an apartment. I ended up booking um, three weeks at an Airbnb. And the first day that I got here, got there, um, I had checked in, went up to my room, brought my things in. And then I went to the grocery store, came home and I found a woman who had passed away on the front porch. So I had walked up the stairs to the porch and I look over and I just see a purple spirit floating above a body. And I remember thinking like, holy, holy shit, she's, she's dead. And um, it was just like in that moment, I stopped breathing a little bit, 100%, a lot. And I, in yeah. And I was like, okay, what do I do now? So I called 911. I ran and I asked for help. I was in a co-working, co-living space at that time. And there were 13 other people living there. And what are the chances that this was the first night that I booked? This was the first night that the Airbnb was open. It was the first night that she had arrived. Um, she had been there for an hour and I was the first person to find her in a house of 13 and no one was there except for somebody who had been napping and he ended up coming out to help about, you know, five minutes in, like four minutes. I don't know. Time was all very blurred. And I I remember thinking in the moment, like, holy cow, she called me here. She called me here. And like, I have to accept this calling. I have to accept this call and and be with her as she like leaves her body. And yeah, and that's what we, that's what we did. Of course, there was a lot of like trauma and chaos and like, I was instructed to, to flip her over and, and begin compressions. And there was so much like sadness and grief and overwhelm and that I was feeling in that moment. I was like, what are the chances? And, you know, the night before that, somebody had offered me to stay on her couch and she said that her um 
her roommate was struggling with addiction and she was working through this with him and addiction to um to narcotics and I said I said I'm sorry but I can't stay here like my body really needs peace after the haunted house situation and so I'm going to stay at a hotel tonight and then the next night is when I found this woman and so the universe was really you know um working with me teaching me and expanding me in this way that I didn't know that I that I could be expanded or um yeah and it was a really heartbreaking thing for me of course and um and also it really forced me to see myself in this light of okay I am this like beautiful and powerful force of nature to walk this woman home that night I was the last person who saw her um and like who really showed up for her and went to her call and like it facilitated this transition to the other side and she and I have connected since she's passed away and I do feel her gratitude and I do feel like this soul connection and I do feel that my soul said okay I'm doing this thing we're doing this thing and yeah and it's been a a journey of also finding like gratitude and being gentle with myself and love for and in the state of love um, for experiencing this thing that was so like heartbreaking on so many levels and to think of the human experience you know my soul is like okay no problem we do this and then as a human I'm like we're doing what and just like really integrating it and taking it in and and allowing without judgment allowing without fear deconstructing what this means on the human level and integrating that with what it means on the soul level and allowing all of that to coexist at once and also acknowledging like the physiological effects of that and like the stress that I felt and the grief that I felt and um, like the mental emotional stuff that comes up and all of these changes within me from that. And after that experience, I got an apartment at my, the next place I moved into and there was black mold there. And that was an experience that I felt like truly on the physical level. So it was like the first thing was spiritual. The second was definitely my heart chakra um, was mental, emotional. And then the third thing was physical. And the black mold really affected me. It affected my brain. I affected my memory. I'm, it's still affecting these parts of me. I'm still in deep, deep, deep healing. It has triggered my immune system, which affects your stomach. It. Um, I healed IBS about six years ago, and now I'm just re-healing it because it's been triggered by the inflammation in my body. And so there are so many parts of me at this moment that are just have been like ripped open. And now I'm just in a deep phase of rest, integration, allowing, healing, prioritizing my energy, honoring my energy, saying no to things that aren't in alignment with my healing at this time. And yeah, and so now I am back in Massachusetts, really navigating my health and prioritizing that 
and taking lots of baths and seeing my doctor and preparing for whatever the next chapter is. But I'm taking this initiative to clear everything out of my home here in Mass because it's many apartments worth of things and apartments with exes that have things attached to them and energy that I don't need in my life anymore that I'm ready to say goodbye to. So I'm literally in all of the ways cleaning out my closet of all of these things. And it's been initiated by also a part of the black mold was I had to throw away everything. (laughs) I had to throw, throw away everything that was like any fabric or wood or, um, So my bed, my couch, my chairs, my desk, my linens, my towels, all my clothes, all my shoes, all my bags, everything just had to go straight in the trash. And it's been such a beautiful journey of letting go. And then I'm continuing with that energy here in Massachusetts to continue to let go because I know that all of these things that I went through are not for no reason. I have literally been like died and been reborn on the spiritual, the mental, emotional, and the physical levels. And what the universe is preparing me for, I don't, you know, my soul knows, but I don't know as the human that I am in this moment what that is. However, I do know it's coming and I'm open to receiving that. And it's time for me to surrender to that flow as opposed to pushing any parts of of this or resist or resisting in any way because our souls know what's best for us. And when we surrender, we support that. And so in this moment, I am so deeply connected to that. And I'm so thankful as well, which sounds strange, but like for the brain fog, because it's allowed me to disconnect with this logical part of me that tends to run the show. And it's allowed me to just like exist in this intuitive flowy state, which in this moment, I know that I need. And moving forward, as the brain fog heals, I know that this intuitive part of me is just strengthening, and it will be this integration of the physical, the mental, emotional, and the spiritual, and like this deep up-leveling that, okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. And that's no stranger for me to go through trying times and, um, and find the love. It's okay. I'm safe to do that. And I'm thankful for where I am. Yeah. I want to touch on, um, (laughs) first, I mean, (laughs) that is, I was, you know, seeing you share about this, you know, and we chatted during this time a bit. Um, but, it still is amazing to me because it's like quite an experience to go through. And I think that like you're just such a beautiful example of like um, really allowing yourself to be vulnerable like in this exploration and in this flow of like what the universe offers and like having to navigate it. And I think like I was talking to you about this before, like even in like the black mold and having to get rid of like all of your stuff like just the way that you navigated that of like okay I have to get rid of basically all of my things and like go to Target and get new clothes and like now I'm like asking people like hey if you have any clothes that you're getting rid of I will happily accept them and like like just like with an openness to receive but and I was like that brings up like 
I feel like, oh my gosh, that is so challenging because I think that like, um, you know, I'm not presently going through that experience, mm-hmm. but I do think that like sometimes it's different when you're confronted with that, like when you're confronted with that choice and then you're like, well, obviously for my health and well-being, I'm going to give these things mm-hmm. away and not hold on to this stuff that now is like moldy and tainted and yeah. could already like and could do me harm. But I think that like seeing you go through this process of like, OK, I'm open. I'm mourning this and I'm opening myself up to surrendering and receiving what's better and um, not attaching myself to mm-hmm. like these physical items or all of this or anything really like kind of showing us what detachment can really look like yeah. and opening yourself up to receiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the other thing that I want to ask though is like what your like more specifics around like what your healing has looked like now mm-hmm. And also what your healing has looked like while also being an entrepreneur that has a business and like you're still working. And so like what that has looked like and like prioritizing your health, but also continuing to like to work during this time. Yeah. So first and foremost, I want to mention like the letting go of things because I feel like the morning has happened before letting go of them because as soon as the I felt the energy shift for example when it was associated with black mold I said okay that energy is no longer serving me so it was a lot easier to let go and the way I'm going through my stuff now here and this is a part of my healing journey as well is holding things feeling the energy saying does this energy serve me now does it make me feel lighter? Does it make me feel more open, more free, more flowing, more connected? And if the answer is no, I let it go. But as the energy has shifted with the things, that was the morning process. And now I'm just acknowledging what is mine, what is in, what is in alignment with my energy at this moment and the alley that I choose to embody now moving forward and what was what feels stagnant to me? Because to be completely honest, in every aspect of my life, I'm ready to let go of the things that feel stagnant, feel stagnant. And that feels so fucking healing. And so that's a part of my healing process at the moment. And it's not just the things that feel stagnant. It's also relationships in my life that don't feel like they make my heart sing, like they understand me and and want me to do well. When I feel... I I had this, um, this conflict, well, not conflict, but I had this recognition that there are a lot of people in my life who want to either, and this happened when I was hiring an assistant who want to work in like a podcast producer and all of these different things that I'm filling in at the moment where, okay, there are people that want to be in my energy. And I love that. And I'm so grateful for that. And also who do I really feel aligned and connected to? And who do I truly with my whole heart feel like wants me to do well? Because I genuinely want to surround my world with people who are cheering me on and people who trust me, who really trust me in in all that I am, in my healing journey, in my business journey, in every single like in my expression and that we can have grown up conversations and do hard things and get through them together. And those are the people 
that I'm calling into my life at this moment, which means saying no to a lot of other things. And that's okay. And that's a part of the process. And so I'm in a deep cleansing state and also physically. So detoxing, I'm detoxing my body at the moment. I'm doing a lot of Epsom salt baths, infrared saunas, um, uh, lots of different herbal teas. I'm doing lemon juice in the morning. And then 15 minutes later, I do my celery juice. And then I eat or have a matcha latte like 30, 30 minutes after that. So everything and what I'm putting in my body is high vibrational foods at the moment because I am cleansing and I'm doing allergy testing to see, okay, what is my body reacting to? How can I give it more love? Because I am so totally craving love on the physical level right now because it feels like everything is landing in my physical body. And now is the time to support this physical vessel in order to be able to integrate all that I've learned on the mental, emotional, and spiritual level, because the physical is the densest of our energies. So it's the hardest to transform and also the easiest, because when we choose to transform on the physical level, it has the ripple effect of moving outward. And so also on the other side of the spectrum is that we really have to nurture our physical to fully integrate the changes that happen on all of the other auric levels. So that's what I'm focusing on a lot right now. And also, yeah, cleansing my mind, doing breath work, receiving, meditating, slowing down. I am moving extremely slowly. And all of the back end of business, you know, entrepreneurship moves fast. And when I was in San Diego, I was like all over the place and moving so quickly and doing so many things. And I was so excited about life and about business. And it's not like I don't have that excitement now. I do. It's just taking form in different ways because when we prioritize our healing, that sets us up to hold our businesses in new ways. And more expansive ways. When we expand on the personal level, we then expand our relationship with our business and we expand our relationship with all people. And so that is what my main focus at the moment, because our business is a reflection, is a mirror of how we're treating ourselves. And if I don't treat myself with love, I'm not going to treat my business with love, nor can I hold people in my business with the love that they deserve. And so in business, this looks like um, saying no to healing sessions that aren't at my rate. I've said no to a lot of people, uh, you know, coming home, people are like, Allie's home, let's do this session. And I'm so thankful for that, that people trust me and they love me and that they reach out. And also if the rate, the energy exchange isn't in alignment with me honoring my energy with every cell of my being, it's my responsibility to say no. And that has been a beautiful journey as well. And so what I've been prioritizing is the one-to-one like video conversations with people where I can truly give in that space. And all of the back end stuff is taking a break. I've also reworked my schedule so that I'm not working at night anymore. I'm only working during the day because I find that I have the most energy and the most clarity during the hours of 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I'm like, okay, that's it. All right, baby girl, you deserve it. Let's do it. And <laughs> so of course that's some compromise, right? Because now I'm working uh, on some weekends when I usually would just work during the week. And that feels really good to me right now. 
And yeah, so that is really my business schedule. And it also means receiving a lot more. So I'm in therapy, I'm doing coaching, I'm receiving breathwork healing sessions, I'm receiving massages, I'm receiving these saunas, I'm receiving these Epsom salt baths. And I am just really taking care of myself and really honoring my energy. And, you know, I have all this stuff that I'm clearing out, and I've made the conscious decision to donate way, like almost all of it, as opposed to selling it because of the energy that it takes to individually list everything. I'm like, okay, girl's tired. Girl deserves to rest. So (laughs) so that's what I'm doing. And it feels really good and really nurturing. And I've also, the black mold affects your vision or it has affected my vision. So I'm shutting off devices um, by like 5 p.m. I'm like, all right, we're out of here. No more blue light. And I lower all of the lights. I prepare my body for rest and I light candles and I just set the stage for like restoration. And I hold that space for myself every single night and every single morning. And I honor my meditation practice and I honor my oracle cards and I honor my affirmations that I listen to the second I wake up in the morning and right before I go to bed. And these practices at this moment are non-negotiable and they bring me deeper clarity of mind to be able to show up in my sessions. And it's crazy, Brenna, and everybody listening to this, um, like what (laughs) has shifted over the past few weeks in me shifting my energy, the breakthroughs that my clients have had, I'm like, what is happening? This is, this is a new level. And of course it's not, I also need to remind myself continuously that people's results aren't based on me, you know, and the way that I show up. And also I'm acknowledging the shift of energy and with deeper presence is what brings greater results with deeper love, with deeper acceptance. And so, yeah, honoring my energy really has created this beautiful container to hold my clients in these deep states of transformation. And maybe that's all I needed. Maybe I didn't need to do the crazy marketing stuff. And maybe one day I'll get back there. And also right now, Allie is the most important thing in my world. And she always will be. And like my highest self is just cheering me on so hard. And I feel her just deep, more deeply taking up space in my physical body. And it's such a beautiful feeling. And so, yeah, all this crazy stuff that happened in San Diego, but it's not even close to like the expression or what it feels like the joy and the love that I feel in this moment to be so connected to my highest self and my intuition. Yeah. So much good stuff there. I always love uh, talking to people about their own like personal healing. And I love also the fact that like you experiencing energetic shifts when within yourself you've seen that have a ripple effect to the individuals around you which I think is so important to note um and something I think I also need to hear and integrate at this moment (laughs) so thank you for sharing that um so where can people find you and what do you have coming up Um, What are all the things, all the places that people can reach out to you? 
So the best place to find me is on Instagram at Alia Lyons. And yeah, I at the moment have energy healing sessions available. And I'm opening my books in April to receive two more um, intuitive life coaching clients. So and that is my long term six month container. And I truly love working with people for a longer period of time to just hold the space as they they like uncover the layers of healing, uncover the roots and really dive into their own into their own stuff. And we work on the like the spiritual, the mental, emotional and the physical levels. And it is just an intuitive, beautiful container of love. And that's my goal really is to hold people with love and let people be messy and be their own crazy selves and just let it flow. So that's the best place to find me. Hit me up on Instagram or send me an email, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. I love that. And as always, I'll link everything that we talked about and all the ways that you can contact Allie in the show notes below. Allie, thank you so much for joining me Yes, (laughs) and everyone listening. (laughs) (laughs) love you and everyone listening I will see you next week bye I hope you enjoyed this episode of the for your healing pleasure podcast you can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube to keep up with this podcast please subscribe and if you liked what you heard please leave us a review I really appreciate it To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.